Nuknik galacht gadachtut kwani kwa two clag me ayagniglutin. Kayagaugnachtutin abidunk kuvit nuknik kwasunaksumuk. Nuknik murishkshit. Gaunrilrit luk yu might abutsji. Starting now, we have Fish Talk with host Sam Berlin and guests who can answer questions about fish and fishing. So call in. The numbers to call are 543-5985 or 543-2756 or toll-free 1-800-995-8954. You can also send an email to radio at kyuk.org. Here you go, Sam. Fish talk this afternoon. Sasam illo aipa abukuluku kalakta kauluta nknik makunik ukunik asanakta intertribal fishanik anchor chamiamani phonatunni chukniluni Kevin una your name. My name is Nick Smith, and I'm with the Alaska Department of Fish and Game. Hey, Sam, good to be with you again. This is Boyd, Refuge Manager at Yukon Delta National Wildlife Refuge. Christopher Yukon Delta National Wildlife Refuge. Hi, Huinga Imatarunga Imatak. Emmet Nikrai Kasadun. I'm with the Yukon Delta National Wildlife Refuge. Kevin? Hi, Sam. Can you hear me? Yep. Loud and clear. Thank you very much. Thank you, first of all, Sam, and thank you, KYUK, for hosting this radio show and inviting us. Uh, Kevin Whitworth, Interim Executive Director for Kuskokwim River Intertribal Fish Commission. I'm based out of McGrath, a headwater community. Here on Thank you, Sam. Yeah, welcome everybody. Uh, welcome, Marluji, this afternoon. On that, on that last opener that we had, uh, what, what do you guys think about, uh, the, that last opener? Uh, well, this is Boyd, and, um, I can say that yesterday there was a lot of, um, people taking advantage of the opener, and, um, we are still waiting on the harvest, uh, report back, uh, but, our folks that were doing the boat count yesterday counted 404 boats, roughly, you know, plus or minus, in the morning. So the folks that got out there early were were really in in high number. But then in the afternoon it tapered off, and I think it's because a lot of people got what they needed in the morning. Yeah. And it was only 200 and roughly 200 boats counted in the afternoon between uh, three and five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> Aqua what you Guvial hat a bit hook Guvial read you Amsarit bit lexuting Asir looting Guvial hoot Guvial hoot 
Fisat kwat amsel rit kwigme. Um. Boats. Angyatlu. Two hundred jipluki count of looting. Afternoon, I meet count of hutning. Koyana, you have anything to add? No, it just sounded like people did well yesterday, and it seemed like it was a good mix of kings and sockeye, which that's what we like to see this time of the year. So yes, looking forward to see the numbers. Yeah, uh, it's it's about that time, about uh, mid June is when when they peak, and we I was expecting that to happen, and sure enough, they're here uh, in high number. Um, what's the outlook on on the future uh, is there a hope for another opener or what do you think well what? we we've been talking with um, both the state ADF&G and the Intertribal Fish Commission and, and other partners too to um, decide on that you know that we, we meet with the Intertribal Fish Commission and Kevin can jump in as well if he wants to uh, we're we're looking at you know the escapement goals that we've set are are at the upper end of the the overall escapement set by the state, and 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 that is so we can hopefully rebuild Chinook um, stocks. You know, and that's that's our goal is to to help them for the future. And um, despite people catching really high numbers uh, yesterday, we still want to look at the. Bethel test fish, Bethel sonar, and the harvest from yesterday, mm-hmm. and just ensure that we can um, meet our our escapement goals. So, um, but we are definitely looking at um, uh, the opportunities that we could provide for the coming weeks, um, especially at least for my perspective, is that it's a shame not to allow people more harvest opportunities for sockeye, mm-hmm. because um, you know looking at Bethel test fish and sonar; those data are so um, valuable on on when the timing of that run comes, and you know when that slug of of sockeye comes in. It would be it would be really a shame not to look for some type of opportunity so people mm-hmm. can take advantage of them. Yeah, so that's, so there's always hope. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dan, this is Kevin. Hello, Kevin. Yeah, thanks. Um, so <clears throat> from what I heard. On the fishery yesterday, uh, a lot like what Boy is saying, you know, the Chinook salmon numbers, the folks were catching good numbers. Um, people in Akiak called me and they're saying they're doing real well. Uh, chum numbers, sounds like um, chum is not, not a lot of chum are being caught. Um, so there is some concern with chum. Sockeye, they're just coming in and it seems like they're doing pretty well. Sounds like the lower part of the river, Akiak, Tunt, um, in the Bay Area, folks are doing well, and some of them are getting close to done for Chinook salmon. For Chum, I'm not sure. Um, there is some concern there. But it does take a little bit of time after that opener for the data to be crunched. So about 24 hours in time, we should have an estimate of the harvest. And after that, we will, with Fish and Wildlife Service and Fish Commission, we'll get together and um, decide what to do looking forward. So after we get the, da- the data in. Okay, we have a caller online. Uh, Napaskernik, uh, Stephen. 
Good afternoon. Yes. Good afternoon, Stephen Alexi. Namaskar. I'm glad uh, Nick Smith and uh, Boyd are on the same call together. While uh, King Starks uh, seem to be doing good this year, you know, uh, we've been at this for a good decade now. And the last two years, chums haven't been good, you know. Last year, they crashed. Uh, area M fished to there was practically no chumps returning to our river system. Nick Smith, uh, you're an area manager under, under the same agency as uh, the whole state of Alaska fishing game. And you've been uh, at, at that position, oh, a good part of the last decade since uh, Doug Few left. I know the first year uh, you were... Uh, I think part of uh, that group that had managed uh, in 2013 when the Kings failed to return. I know two years, uh, even this year, uh, chums are looking, uh, you know, very, very glim, you know. And that's a big part of our diet. And I believe, you know, there should be, if it needs to, an emergency order of closure for the chums. Uh, while it may affect our ability to fish for, uh, reds, you know, for the past, good past decade, I myself have limited, uh, my catch of kings to 20 per year. Last year I caught uh, 13 kings. This year I caught 19 on the first opener and I was done with that, the kings, because, you know, the first couple of years were hard for, uh, conservation when we tried to adjust to this. Um, what, uh, what is both, this is for both Boyd and, uh, Smith. What are the state and for you guys, plan if the chum fails to return. Okay. Um, I can uh, thank you, Stephen. If it's okay, Sam. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the yeah, I didn't even mention chum when discussing like your question about the future opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I'm I'm glad Stephen brought that up because. It already, uh, I think his question is about if they don't return, it already looks like they're not returning. I mean, I'm, we're just uh, mainly looking at the state data that comes from Bethel Test Fish and Sonar, but then also Harvest, like you mentioned, I think, that, that uh, or Kevin mentioned, there's not many people catching chum. It's an indication that it's like last year, very low, basically abysmal for chum. So that, we're, we're kind of, switching gears where we're going to have less concern over Chinook because they're passing and now transitioning to, to concern over Chum, which this is fairly new for everyone here. And so I'm hoping we can find a way as you know all the managers that have interest in this to look for ways to target the fish that we don't have concern over while avoiding Chum um, because sockeye, as I mentioned earlier, 
I think um, there's going to be, um, you know, a, a surplus, if you will, of those, and there's going to be some opportunities to harvest those. But we we certainly want to avoid the chump salmon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nick. Yeah, you you mentioned that this is new, the chump salmon issue. It's not new to us in our area. I believe I was in my early teens, or maybe even before that, when chum did not return. And I think I recall people that have passed on, like uh, Chuck Chalek and all those other uh, leaders at the time, they came or they went to fish and game to lobby for our people. You know, it's good nowadays that we have, uh, because of pandemic, these came about, you know, Zoom and teleconferences where we're able to, um, you know, um, testify on behalf of our people. And this time issue is nothing new. Area M, from uh, my recollection, is an intercept fishery. I know they're cutting their times by a lot this year, but it's not even enough. Even those trawlers last year took nearly 550,000 uh, 550, chums by catch. Uh, totaling that to the 3.2 million or 2.2 million fish that there am caught. You know, majority of those fish are bound for our areas. So we, we need to do something. Nick Smith, you're part of an area manager where you can ring an alarm to the area for area M and say, my fish ain't returning. There's got to be something done in your fishery. You know, you guys should be able to say something like that to raise a bill, even to, uh, you know, the governor of state of Alaska or the fish commissioner. They need, they need to hear this. We at the end here have been suffering longer for for the pockets of those deep sea trawlers so they'll make a living. We've been suffering long enough. And I hope you pass these words on to the governor and the fish commissioner. We're tired of fighting ourselves and fighting with you guys. Thank you. Uh, I guess he hung up. I was going to give Nick. Uh, do you have uh, remarks or s- response yeah. to that? Yeah, uh, I appreciate s- uh, speaking to your mic, please. Yes, will do. So I appreciate Stephen calling in and, and talking with us today. Uh, and he's he's correct that um, I'm the area manager for the Kuskokwim, and just like on the Yukon where we're having dismal chum runs, you know, we can we make our voices heard. We don't make it publicly, but internally we can voice our concerns. Um, but one one thing that stood out there was his talking about how there's more connection now. And I know so next winter is the Board of Fisheries meeting for the Area M fishery to change that fishery and that's directly after the AYK meeting and they've set that up purposely so you go Bristol Bay, AYK and then Area M throughout the board cycle um, I know Kevin and the Inter-Trial Fish Commission they've been putting a lot of effort in for 
the Bering Sea bycatch with the North Pacific Fisheries Management Council, so I'd expect them, and I don't want to speak for them, so I'll let Kevin talk after the fact, but I'd imagine they're probably going to put some effort in on the Board of Fish process also, and just for Stephen to really connect probably with Kevin and, and get your voices heard and institute a change in that fishery. So um, mm-hmm. I'll leave it to Kevin if he wants to yeah. talk a little bit. Yes. Kevin? Yes, Sam, thank you. And Mr. Alexi, thank you very much for bringing up your concern for chum. It is real. It's uh, chum concerns. It's not new. We've seen it uh, two years ago. We thought, you know, two years ago I thought it was going to be the bottom of the barrel. Um, I thought we would see an improvement, but last year chum numbers were even worse than two years ago. This year so far we're seeing even worse than the past two years, which I thought the past two years were a disaster. Um, I wouldn't call them a chum not showing up. They are showing up, but they're very, very low numbers. And whatever numbers we have out there, um, if there's a balance there. We have to try to protect what we can to try to get them up into the spawning grounds because they are very few right now. And so Fish Commission, um, like Nick had mentioned, we are working with uh, the Area M management there, trying to make some headway. It's difficult. Uh, Area M management, they don't think that that fishery is the primary cause of the chum salmon to collapse here in the AYK region, the Yukon, Cusacquin, Norton Sound. Uh, we asked in a letter we sent to the Area M um, Stainers Association, we asked them to halt chum salmon fishing in the month of June when most of that chum salmon bycatch or the chum salmon intercept that you referred to, the 2.2 million that is caught in that region, during the month of, Ju- or month of June, we asked them to halt the Senior Association, and they, they basically said, no, um, we don't believe we're the cause for this collapse. And they continue to fish, and they continue to intercept chum salmon as we speak. Um, so we, we will, uh, Fish Commission will keep, to keep the pressure on this fishery, um, and hopefully it will um, it'll help in the long run. But it's not looking good so far. Thank you, Mr. Alexi. Sam? Yeah, Kevin, Nick, and Boyd. Mumi, I would give our translator a chance to 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 highlight highlight that Yeah, Kevin, I'm concerned I Chamat <coughs> How does Luki do um Biff Ganatin Chamathook interceptor Luki Jolly Fish Fish Asid Guviasi New Jolly Imachbigmi
550,000 pounds fish fish anak pit khosini luteng tawam jamak pif kenateng ya akut there is high concern um อ่าอวายสุกุเบียสมทนีอ่านากุไดตยุบริสมคนีอ่าไทม กิตุกทุกิตอคุนอ่ามัดดุมิกาวกุตมกุกัสฮานีตะกวามอ่าขวัตนตาวกุตกิวกิวกุตฮุกเอสไซทฮุกมัดดุมกุสกุกเฟม
on the Yukon, at Cuscoquin River, that testified at that meeting and asking for reductions in the bycatch of Schnook salmon and chum salmon. There isn't a chum salmon cap at the moment um, for the Pollock fishery, so we asked for a cap to be established. We asked for Schnook salmon bycatch to be lowered. All of that has basically um, is not. It's basically is not going to happen. Um, we had a lot of good testifiers. A lot of people called into that. Thank you for doing that. Um, but at the moment, it's just it's almost like talking to a wall. Um, we're not getting much out of the North Pacific Fisheries Management Council. I tried to persuade them that that fishery is having an impact on um, the Chinook and Chum Salmon and our fish. So we're going to keep pushing them uh, like Area M, and we'll just have to um, just keep working hard. Thank you. Yep. But uh, that that is up in uh, up in the air. It's everybody. Everybody is hearing it, hearing it, and and everybody's talking about it. Uh, even those sports fishermen this winter. That there there was one person that that aired and made complaint on on uh, um, those those fisheries. That that are discarding uh, the fish out in uh, out into the open open sea, throwing them away. Uh, can you say something a little bit about that, Kevin? Yeah, uh, not any more than I just already mentioned. I'm not really familiar with the the chucking of fish. I think they do catch schnook uh, salmon. They do try to keep them. Um, Nick might know more about that. If they're keeping this, the bycatch chum, I don't know if they catch them or um, keep them or not. I think they do release them. Um, but it's it, we're not the only ones. You know, salmon issues with pollock fishery, we're not the only ones. There's issues with uh, bycatch of sable fish. There's halibut bycatch. There's... Um, uh, there's a lot of other species that are bycaught and a lot of other... Uh, folks looking at this as a, a big problem and the pollock fisheries and industry that's it's literally a billion dollar industry and it's hard to go up against them uh, so anyhow that's that's all for now thank you Sam yeah, all right uh, Kevin I mean uh, uh, Nick sorry yeah, no worries no I really don't have anything else to add what Kevin said um, I don't know exactly what the final fate on all the fish that are by caught out there is Boyd Oh, ditto on that. I I don't have much experience with that at all. But I mean, you hear rumors, but that's all they are—is rumors that I hear. So, yeah, I I I'm um, I keep hearing from from people that 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 is happening. I heard it from the sports fishermen down in down in in the south area. So it's happening. Yeah. It's not a rumor. It's it's happening out there. So um, whether whether we want to believe it or not, it's not it's not that anymore. It's a fact. Um, and the interception fishery is a fact. Um, whether we decide 
whether we decide to take the last fish in those interceptions, they're, they're going to be gone. If nothing, if nothing happens, if nothing, if there's no cap on, on what these people are taking, they're going to disappear. It's already happening in these rivers. And, and, um, I don't know what it's going to take. Uh, we people call in, people make testimonies. Um, but, uh, take, take that, in, take that, uh, high seas fisheries for one. They're not even gonna change. Because money talks. Power talks. Um, and, from from what I've heard and gathered, even even politics gets paid from their campaign gets paid highly from from these these people that make all this money. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what really is going to happen in these rivers. Uh, and I'm just throwing that at you guys to think about it. Uh, um, it's it's hard to it's hard to take it's it's when when we start thinking about it what is it going to take uh is is there any remarks to to Boyd? well i don't i don't disagree with you but um what uh what the solution is is the harder part of it because um you know, we've been uh, penalizing or or restricting how whatever you want to call it the the local people. Um, that's where um, the folks in this room we we have our jobs to do is to try to protect fish here and you know we we've done that job I think we've protected fish in the river but obviously there's uh, something mm-hmm. needed out there. Yes, yeah. that's what we're pointing at, uh, Nick. Yeah, I would just add that just staying involved and staying up to date on it and making your voices heard. I mean, it goes back to the squeaky hinge and all that. Yeah. Um, Kuvyangnakshanak <coughs> Penalize Ni 
commercial industry Yeah, we we have callers, two callers online. Uh, Ada from Tundudulak. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, I'm from Tundudulak. I participated in the testimony with the North Pacific. Uh, it was a long meeting, but um, there, um, from from what I uh understand that North Pacific Council uh, will not make any rules to, to stop the bycatch, but they ask the travelers to decrease the, decrease the bycatch. But in the meantime, the North Pacific Council uh, um, supported the research uh, to be kept going on and they will study um, the fish that's coming into the Coastal Freeman Yukon River. And I hope the research uh, um, when it's finally concluded it's very thick and very under understandable to North Pacific and they'll be very sorry and very be ashamed uh, that they haven't done uh, the part earlier uh, for the people that testified. We let the uh, um, uh, one of the things when uh, uh, they come to Alaska and studied us, uh, they brought the uh, technical and scientific facts. We want to get scientific and the technical. Uh, data from the fans. That's the biologists are doing studying the fish and the number of the fish going by. So, um, the Casco Crim Intertribal uh, Fish and Wildlife, uh, they're doing their part, but they're not uh, listening to us uh, uh, effectively. Um, yeah, we are doing, and maybe UAA is uh, doing a research in tribal uh, institutions will be participating in this study. Um, oh yeah, and yesterday the fishing, while it was uh, pretty good, they were catching a lot uh, red less. My concern uh, is there is not enough uh, fish racks on fish racks are not being filled up there. I hope we have another opening uh, for the uh, 
people who have been really mixed, uh, uh, fish, fish rack filled with, uh, with, um, uh, yes, this comes, uh, we understand it, but, uh, there's not enough, uh, work, uh, by end of, uh, season next year, uh, it will be gone. Um, Next caller, Raman Christopher, Kasigilok Fish Camp. Good afternoon. Good morning, Sama. Good afternoon. 
Everybody is getting hungry out there, uh, not, they're not catching lots of fish in, uh, up, the, up the Yukon River and up North Sound. Uh, people down at Ariam, they should uh, know by now uh, they're, they're catching lots of bycatch. Uh, maybe, maybe somebody around the, all over this village in Yukon and up north, uh, if they filed a file suit uh, against those fishermen down at Ariam, maybe they'll stop. Um, they're taking all our fish over here, Yukon and Kuskokwim, and up, up north are uh, chums. And I caught only one chum yesterday. All those fishes, all those other fishes, the cat was, uh, I caught uh, close to 150-something. So, that's my concern. Koyana. Yeah, uh, we have a next caller, Ivan, Makan Bethalamk. Good afternoon, Enoch. Good afternoon, sir. Yeah, uh, uh, what organization quick from? Ah, uh, no, I'm in a, uh, Kasadun, uh, Kanilra. Yeah? Uh, what organization he's from? Ah, nakin anchor chamuk? Yeah. Ah, Nelson or Chris? Kevin. Oh, Kevin? Yeah. Intertribal, intertribal anic down a peak. Chris Commission. Ah, we are for him on our concerns and, uh, uh, I've been hearing on the news. North Pacific Fisheries and Area M. Our concerns are falling on deaf ears. And I believe we should go to Plan B. All the Native Corporation have lawyers. You need to get up on step and notify the UNICEF organization. This needs worldwide attention. Our way of life is at jeopardy here. And, uh, why I say that? I watched FNX, and they helped the Navajo, the UNICEF lawyer helped the Navajo Indian family there. And I believe this is the same case. Trawlers, those, what I heard from the news, they're lying about that. On interception and bycatch. Why I say that? I watched on National Geographic, Mariana Zeller, 
and it's entitled Fish Pirate. Mm-hmm. World trawlers all over the world, it's happening. They're making the fish in the ocean extinct by overfishing. And it's time to act to my people, the native corporation that have lawyers. Go to plan B or C. Why I say that? My relative on the Yukon. They say they complain over 20 years on bycatch and area M. So are the Kuskokwim, Norton Sound. Time to be being stuck on that and deaf ears. Time to take action. And uh, you should do a fishing game. Uh, and Tribal Fish Commission. I hope we have another opening and... Uh, I hope they don't close all of a sudden. Why? I don't know if they'll close July 1st. And my people need to be prepared for that one-month closure if they're going to have it. To uh, fish and put more fish away for that one long month. And uh, in closing, our way of life He's in jeopardy here, period. All you native corporation lawyers, you need to take steps to protect it in the Alaska Federation of Natives. And we are those that are helping, and it's like everybody's trying to wake up on that. And the North Pacific Fisheries and AM are not listening. For that, you need to go plan B or C. Good afternoon, you know, you guys have any remarks on on those those three callers Boyd thank you sam i I thought it was really good that a couple of callers brought up the Yukon situation because uh you know, the situation, especially for Chum, is just uh, a disaster here on the Kuskokwim. But uh, we at least have something to be thankful for. We've, we've been catching some fish. We have sockeye. But the Yukon, uh, and I just I can't explain it. I don't know why the Yukon would be in such bad shape. But I really feel for the people there. And so, um, and and what is the, the cause? Yeah, Bycatch, I'm sure, is part of it, or just commercial fishery, but then uh, climate change and other things, too, because it's surely it's not um, something going on in the Yukon River, I would, I, I can't imagine, because it's similar to the Kuskokwim. You know, not a whole lot of people regulated over the past few years for the subsistence users, but the numbers are just going down so drastically, it just it looks... Um, it, it makes our situation look much better, you know, but it's it's just depressing to think about. Um, you know, I know people there that have fish camps, and they are there at their fish camp just using four-inch nets and trying to get other species, white fish and things, and they can't. They really can't fish for salmon at all. So it's just it's it's a sad situation over there. Nick, uh, I don't have anything else to add because I'd be repeating really everything Boyd just said. Thank you. All right. Kevin? Yes, Sam, thank you. Um, really appreciate that, uh, Yvonne, he, he mentioned 
trying to get uh, Plan B, Plan C, or to try to pressure Area M Fishery or Pollock Fishery, North Pacific Fisheries Management Council, and trying to get Native corporations involved. I think that's a great idea. Uh, I'm I am involved. The Fish Commission, Cuscoma River and the Tribal Fish Commission. We are involved with a bigger coalition called the Arctic Yukon Cuscoquim Tribal uh, Tribal um, Coalition, and that's made up of TCC, AVCP, Coeric, Yukon, and Cuscoquim Fish Commissions. And we, the five uh, groups, are working really strong together. I just got off a phone call at one o'clock with those groups, trying to strategize. Um, uh, the, for the best way to go forward, trying to strategize to lower the bycatch on the pollock and trying to lower bycatch on um, the area M area. So uh, getting native corpses involved is, is very challenging. I used to try to do that when um, I, I worked for the native corps. Uh, I tried to get them involved with uh, fisheries management, and it was an uphill battle, but it is a, that's a great thing that we should work towards. Um, thank you. Um, we have another caller, Louie, from Aketo. E, uh, oh, I hung up. Uh, he kind of mentioned a little bit about the smaller mesh size four inch, um, doing doing uh, harm to to larger fish that get caught and get loose. And we've heard we've heard a lot about that. Uh, do you have any remarks, Boyd? I'm not an expert on that. Nick's, Nick's probably more experienced with that than I am in whether they uh, harm the bigger fish. I, I'm not an expert on it. Nick? Uh, so we have heard that the, the smaller four-inch nets harm fish or they may drop out and die. Um, we operate that sonar project up uh, just below Queefluck Y, and one of the nets that they fish is a, is a four-inch net. And they do they catch a lot of sockeye in that four-inch net, but they also do catch kings. Um, I think what we've heard in the past is when we used to do four-inch openers um, around 2014, 2015, mm-hmm. I think part of it was uh, a lot of the, not a, well, people were running nets that were hung really, really loose with the trying to bag up kings. And if they bag up, a lot of the times they're not snagged in the net and they'll just roll out. And I think that's maybe where some of that comes from. But on the Yukon right now, they're restricted to, I think, 60-foot, 4-inch nets. So they're really small nets intended to catch uh, whitefish and pink salmon and, and, and avoid the, the kings. So, um, yeah, that's there. But these small, you know, we've heard um, a lot of small males being caught lately. I think a 4-inch net would catch a lot of those males. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were seeing that here, too. Uh, so that's true. When we used four inch, we got a lot, of, a lot of those little jacks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Louis Kuyawikku, Akumka Kayagoshani, Mumi Kakiakuta, highlight, highlight, Akhuluku. Four inch mesh size Kuviat 
um, river systems that tr they're trying to join forces and have a um, louder voice because that's I think what it's going to take is um, people speaking up like Intertribal Fish Commission is trying to do to get them uh, to get those folks to change out there in the Bering Sea. Mm -hmm. It it worked with with the whaling yeah. back back in the 1800s when when whale became scarce and and it worked then. I think it will work with salmon too if we make enough noise. Kevin, I mean Nick, do you have anything to add? No, I do not at this time. Thank you. All right. Uh, um, we have. Hey, I'm this Kevin. Hello, Kevin. Yeah, and you might know the history better than I do, but I know the area M fishery years ago um, did restrict their fishery because of these same concerns that we're hearing now with chum bycatch and interception there in that fishery. Uh, I'm sure there's folks on this call that remember that. I know people here in McGrath that remember uh, 40 years ago dealing with the same thing. And, it, and that fishery was restricted at one point. I don't know the history very well. To, I'm probably boshing it, but they were restricted at one point. But what has happened is over the years, those restrictions that were in place to help protect AYK, the Arctic Yukon, Cusquin, fish, uh, they, those restrictions have gone away, and now we're seeing bycatch levels or intercept at Area M uh, really high now. So you're right, it can be done. It's done, been done before, so just wanted to point that out. Thanks, Sam. Yeah, Kevin, I'm uh, Awai buhta tammani toten pihungas hukata mai sumatum nasini toten jali pihungani luki a akuna a a ikilichakaluki piskun takshata tammani akuni ashakuni pusani taim a toh Intertribal Fisheries Commission Tao Nato Jali Saskuk Daraoka. I could highlight the Kalugi Kevin Lampishi. Caller Ramun Kwanikwa, the caller from Bethel, Gary. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yeah, didn't they have a study on area M where the fish were coming from? Like DNA, like Yukon or Kashkukwim? 
looking at the big picture, it's uh, everything, the high seas fishermen, Japanese trawlers, like they used to have a 10 mile log gill net, catch everything and keep everything. Uh, I don't never hear a study about uh, them salmon sharks in the Gulf of Alaska. They should put, uh, harvest them <laughs> with maybe lots of salmon sharks over there eating the fish. Warming climate, uh, that nuclear disaster in Japan, contaminated the water, also overpopulation. Ten years ago, uh, the villages, how they doubled or tripled, how many families, how many in a village, what, 700? And per village, how many fish they catch? We have lots of villages, lots of mouths to feed. Overfishing, even in uh, overseas, they're having problems with fish, even that crashed all in the ocean study shows in all the beaches they're micro they're really small like smaller than sand and they're found in the fish in all the animals that think that plastic is food uh, that's just my my intentions worth the talk <laughs> thank you Gary uh, next caller good afternoon Hello? Here's my thoughts uh, on fishing. Hey, uh, how can we continue to carry on with our culture and our subsistence fishing activities with all these uh, Rules and regulations you, your agency imposes on us. Uh, we, we gotta teach our young people up our, who we are and how we live. And, uh, here's my, uh, and here's my thoughts on, uh, uh, fishing. Why don't you, why don't you guys just give us, uh, the whole month of June, maybe at least last two weeks of June even, just for us subsistence uh, fishermen, uh, by then, by end of June, majority of us subsistence uh, fishermen should be practically done with our yearly catch by End of June, we, majority of us would be, uh, uh, smoking and drying our fish. And then when July comes around, uh, you can come in and do all, with all your restrictions and re- uh, regulations. Because, uh, in my mind, by doing that, everybody be, the sufficient fishermen would would have their cats and come July you majority of the salmon peak in the month of July 
So by then, uh, the subsistence fishermen wouldn't be that much, and you would you would have all the fish to count at your counting stations or whatnot. So uh, that's my thought. Give 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 us subsistence fishermen the whole month of June, or at least the last two weeks of uh, June. Let us fish how we've been fishing all these years. And come July, you can come in and uh, start all your fish restrictions and regulations. By doing that, uh, everybody will have their fish and fish and game tap on that fish to count in uh, July because that's traditionally the fish peak in uh, uh, July. So those are my thoughts. Where are now? Wilson. Yeah, you get pick up the Sakuna highlight a Kaluki, a Mumikak. Yes, not a mere Muma.
with conservation concerns. Um, so I thought that was a great call. And and then Wilson was his name. Yes. Yeah. I um, I mean I'd like to address that, but I'm I'm still fairly new here, right? This is only my second summer here in um, Bethel, and I I know Nick and Kevin and others could probably talk about the history of how we got to where we we are right now with the restrictions. We didn't start out, you know, 10 years ago doing things the way we currently do them. But over time, I think both state and federal government and then partners that we work with determined that that this is not perfect. This is no by, by no means perfect way to manage fish, but we got to this by learning a lot of mistakes. And so... Um, yeah, I mean, is it perfect? No, we could change things, and, and certainly there's better ways maybe to do things, but I think we've learned a lot um, as a community, as a whole, over time. Nick? Yeah, thanks, Sam. No, I appreciate both callers. And uh, for Wilson, I mean, there'd be – I want nothing more while I'm out here to just open up the fishery and let people go fishing and see smokes coming from fish camps and f- be the fish camps up and operating, and it's it's – um, you know, over the last handful of years, these restrictions have been put in place because there's not enough fish to spread around. If we were to, if we were to open up the lower river like we used to and just go fishing in June, the neighbors upriver in Antioch and Crooked and McGrath, they would would not get the fish. And that's what part of why how we got to where we're at right now. I know Kevin can can speak in detail that you know when the we used to fish the month of June or early in June, McGrath saw very few fish. So. By no means do we want to see restrictions, but it's kind of just where we're at with the run sizes we're at to try and spread harvest and put fish throughout the whole river for everybody. Yes, yeah, that those those were my thoughts too. Our up upriver relatives, up up in 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 that area. Uh, Kevin, do you have anything else to add? Yep, thank you, Sam. I really appreciate those two calls. Um, <clears throat> it's always been a fish commission goal to have unrestricted fishing, um, trying to rebuild the runs, trying to get back to where it used to be, where fish camps are busy. Uh, Grandma and Grandpa, the elders are there, the children are there being taught. Um, that's, a, that's a dream, and hopefully we can get there someday. Uh, we are, it's not easy seeing these restrictions to try to rebuild the stocks. Um, and one, one thing I just want to point out when uh, the reason, part of the reason why we have window openers for a day or, um, you know, in years past, there's been a couple of days and then there's time of closure. One of the reasons why we do that is to try to protect stocks, um, different tributaries, so that we're not intensely fishing on one stock of fish, so like the Antioch stock or the Queefex stock. Um, we're trying to protect all the stocks, so we only open it up for a very short period of time, and then we close it and we open it just to try to, uh, what they call a portfolio effect, to try to protect the entire system so that someday um, hopefully we can try to rebuild these stocks and then see those fish camps get live again. It's sad to me. Uh, just this weekend I was downriver from the grass, and <clears throat> this abandoned fish camp, it looks like somebody hasn't been there in 40 years. It's just sad to see. But that's uh, that's the reality right now. That's all. Thank you, Sam. Uh, 
Nakung naksuta illini Aran wait Chris Bekakili Ya need Sunridanka Hutagamut Kilha Ugukwane Kilhagan Gunhane and Saltaring at Saka. Um, Chikluluku Aguna Chiklekala Skitusha. Louis. นกตะตึงกิปกิบูตตูลินนดอยสุตามากุตะเจลียากาตะตามากุตะนกูเวลูตึงบิดูลิตะกันไอปันขุตะกิตักเจลียิลากานิงนักสุกัมสริกานิง
Oh, our nets are not in the water. We're always on restrictions. Ah, thanks for taking my call again. Good afternoon, Neil. Eh, kaya nakpakaya ka kailan? Um, our time is kind of dwindling down pretty quick here. Uh, any uh, responses to to the calls there, Boyd? All all the calls were really um, constructive and and insightful, and, and I thought they were right on the mark. And uh, um, I don't disagree with uh, the last caller and the frustrations with restrictions here versus. Um, the perception of no restrictions, but less restrictions out in the Bering Sea at, 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 at a minimum. So I think it's um, something we've got to keep working on and working together to make our voices heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nick? Yeah, I appreciate everybody calling in and, and voicing their opinion and <clears throat> letting us know what they're seeing around the area. And uh, I just hope that everybody continues to call in and talk with us yeah, yes. next Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin? Yeah, thank you. Thank you to everybody who called in. Very good conversation today. Thank you, Sam and KYUK for hosting. E, uh, Chris, closing remark. Yeah, kuya na kaya ko ni ni Junilla ni to doing unod ito man nag matumagan ng kinga ni Jelly Pichakilikut ka. Next Thursday. Thursday may pichakilikut. Imat. Koyana Nichuk Niluchi, uh, Nakchikinia. E. Koyana Kwar Nichuk Nilrani, Kayagot Nisu Okuni, Koyawikluchi Tamachi, um, Akunasu, uh, Macrath Ramil Kevin, uh, Koyawikluku Chaknaka, Ika, 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 Yukakut, Ukutsu, Fishing Game, the Fish and Wildlife Department. Huangkutamani ika yung nakilitapiyukuta Taim Chafkinata Stamirit Stamirit Nkikiskan Chali Chafkinata Taunakinakitkiskumtuku Chali Huaniakum Galuta Hopefully these these two guys will be here too Boyd Nick Kevin You're gonna be on online or you're gonna fly into Bethel? Next week, um, most likely I will be calling in. Okay. All right. Just, just wishful thinking on our end. All righty. Thank you for participating. Thank you for all the callers. Uh, Kevin, I thank you for everything that, that you have put in to the talk show today. Awai ni jukni kut nak nak kalah tlanik jali umi kustami ritmi tu klag mi ni jukni nachtuten kayakaluten su nak nak kalakaskata. That was Fish Talk, a show all about fish. Tune in and call in again next Thursday at 2 p.m. Fiora, we now go back to regular KYUK programming. <coughs>
Mm-hmm.